Because without a flexible mindset, we will feel angry or disappointed or discouraged or shame or guilt or any of those things that will just cause us to shut down. We will feel that if we go off plan. And eventually this can lead us to feeling like planning isn't worth it or maybe even personal guilt that intentional living just isn't for us. Hi, I'm Shelby. I'm Macaulay. And I'm Clary, and this is Make Space to Thrive. We're passionate about helping women craft intentional lifestyles that empower them to achieve their most life-giving goals. So grab a cup of coffee. It's probably still in the microwave. And let's get started. (laughs) Welcome to our second episode. We are so happy that you're here. So you might remember that last time we introduced our four rules of planning, which are number one, write down what you did. Number two, build your repertoire of planning skills. Number three, train your subconscious. And number four, maintain a flexible mindset. So in the last episode, we took a deep dive into the first two rules. If you haven't listened yet, we would really encourage you to pause this and go back. The rules build on each other and you will benefit so much from the first two and all that we talked about in the last episode. But today we're going to be starting into the third rule, and we're going to be talking about training your subconscious. Okay, training your subconscious. What does this even mean? I know that this sounds like like brain surgery or something. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and this is kind of sounds intense. It's actually, it's very powerful, but it's actually extremely simple how this works. So let me just back up a little bit and say where this came from. When I was reading Dr. Cloud's book, Boundaries for Leaders, he talks in it about making sure that the goals that your organization have are before the eyes of all of your team members at all times. And he talks about how important that is because the brain needs to build what's called a working memory around your goals and your projects and your tasks. He says this is important whenever you talk all the way from like major business objectives and goals all the way down to the minute tasks and habits that need to happen every day in order to keep the business going. And when I was reading that, I was thinking, wow, that is why the Evergreen Planner has been so helpful for me in my life to keep me on track with the things that matter most to me, because I am doing a lot of revisiting of my goals and my tasks and my projects over and over and over again. And as I do that, and I do the legwork surrounding all the things that are important to me and really fleshing out what this looks like and what this looks like in the context of my life. These things that matter keep soaking into my mind, into my heart, and then my subconscious. And my subconscious begins to be trained towards the things that matter most to me. And so I'll be going throughout my day and instead of kind of going, you know, my day just kind of unfolding however it does, because my subconscious is trained towards my goals and towards the projects that I have on my plate and the things that need to happen this week. I just tend to naturally see the openings before me and the opportunities that there are for me to make progress on these things. 
Yeah, so this kind of puts your goals on autopilot. An example of this in my life has been fitting in my evergreen work block because our life shifts and changes so much and there's just so many moving parts. I use these previous two tips of refining my rhythm and having a repertoire of planning trips. This in play has helped me train my subconscious. I also use our planner and because of the unique Dutch door feature, it allows all of the tips and details about my goal setting to be right in view every time I sit down to plan. And I like the fact that when I am planning my day, I always have a section for Evergreen in my work block and I have my little to-dos. But if things change, which happens inevitably, I'm able to see and move them to the next day. And sometimes I don't even have to write them down because my subconscious is trained to know what it is that I need to achieve when I do have a minute or two to squeeze, squeeze in some work time. And this has been very, very helpful in mom life because I'm not worried or fretting about not getting that hour and a half of time to work during nap time. Instead, I know the tasks that are at hand that need to be accomplished. I have them in my mind. So when the time arises, I'm able to jump in full force and not have to revisit the will or rethink what it is I need to do. So yes, I have a plan to start my rhythm at a certain point and I have goals to um, have a good work block during nap time. But because I have a working memory, my goals and rhythm simultaneously um, flow together and I'm able to adapt to change. And this actually leads perfectly into our fourth rule of planning, which is to maintain a flexible mindset. Just like Macaulay said, even with the best planning, life still throws us punches and we have to learn how to pivot to handle the inevitable changes in our plans, whether they're big or they're small. So whenever we sit down to plan out our day, we in truth have no idea what is actually going to happen that day because we can't see into the future. So we're planning on what will likely happen based on past days and what we anticipate occurring on the coming day. This is so much of what we talked about in our first rule of how to develop that sense. And once you learn to make realistic plans, this tends to work really well most of the time. You get better and better at crafting days that serve your goals and your family um, for whatever season of life you're in. But as Shelby said, life happens. <laughs> we aren't in complete control. And this is why flexibility is so important because without a flexible mindset, we will feel angry or disappointed or discouraged or shame or guilt or any of those things that will just cause us to shut down. We will feel that if we go off plan. And eventually this can lead us to feeling like planning isn't worth it or maybe even personal guilt that intentional living just isn't for us. However, if you go into planning with a flexible mindset, you can roll with what life brings your way. So let's say you planned a super productive day for Tuesday because Tuesdays are most often your focused work day. Um, you can get your big projects done, but then, you know, Monday night, Tuesday morning, you have a child up multiple times in the night. So you wake up with a foggy brain that cannot tackle your big work projects. Okay, what do you do? So you could either throw the planner to the side and call the day a wash at 10 a.m. and just, you know, turn on shows for the kids and check out. Or you could evaluate. You can go back to your planner, look at the other to-dos and plans for the week and think, okay, how can I shuffle this? 
Maybe you have enough energy to clean bathrooms and listen to your favorite podcast, which is a task you had planned for the next day, but if you get it done today, then you can do your work project tomorrow. Or maybe you can just rest with a cup of tea and a book or take a nap so you feel re-energized to tackle bigger goals in the evening. Um, Or maybe you do need to just sit with your kiddos and watch a show so that you guys can have some snuggles and just reorient. Um, All of these are effective pivots because there's still aspects of living intentionally. What you're not doing is just saying, I'm so tired, I can't even think about it. I'm just going to scroll Instagram. So the difference of having a flexible mindset is going into a day, planning with the information you know in the best way you know, while also understanding that you're rarely, if ever, going to have a day that 100% matches your planner. And that's not necessarily because you didn't plan well or mean your planner isn't helping. So you can just banish that guilt because you can use your planner to see the context, I love this word, of why things are not following your plans. So I feel like this is a little bit of a personal soapbox for me because this is what has felt so different about using this planner and sort of the way that we think about planning than anything I've done in the past, which is context, context, context. Um, And this is why having a physical planner is so helpful. If you only have a to-do list, your only metric for success is did you get the things done or did you not? When you use a full planner, especially a day planner where you can see your days, as you plan and record your days, especially if you use the prompts in our planner to evaluate as you go, you can see why things did or did not happen, not just if they did or did not happen. We aren't in control of a lot of things, but we are in control of some things. So did we not meet our targets because we were lazy or because we literally had a crazy day? Were we lazy because we just weren't disciplined that day or because we've been traveling off and on and we planned too much when we should have planned rest? These are really good questions. And if you only have a list, it's really hard to evaluate from memory what's going on. But with an effective day planner, you can actually flip through your planner for the past couple of weeks or the past couple of days and go, oh, okay, this is the context of why this is or is not working. So all of this helps you maintain a flexible mindset while not losing sight of the bigger goal of intentional living. And so using your planner to work through these four rules, you're going to find that these four rules are not something you just get to the end of and then boom, everything's great. Everything's perfect. Now it's a cycle. These rules cycle into each other. They lead one into the other. And so if you start by writing down what you did and you're really evaluating the rhythms that are automatic in your life already, the things that are going well, You can see the things that are not going well by writing them down. And you can take those things that you would like to see some change in, and you can focus on those things whenever you are trying to build your repertoire of skills, which is the second rule. So you can hone in on the skill that you need that will help you to make the change that you need to make to be able to um, advance or move the needle forward in the way that you would like to. And by focusing on what is that one skill or those set of skills that I need and practicing that and applying that, you'll see that you will be able to make those changes that you're trying to make. And as you're doing all of this legwork in your planner, maybe using the time blocker, if that's what makes sense right now, or you're making sure to write down your three targets every day, because 
that is going to free you from to-do lists and all the craziness that an overwhelming to-do list is, or you're really focusing on tracking of some very key habits that you've got to make, whatever those skills are that you're really focusing on growing in, in the specific context you have, as you're doing all that work, your subconscious is being trained in those moments as you go through your month and your week and your days and you're, you're looking at how is all of this going to work out in the life that I'm living right now. Your subconscious is saying, oh, this is what's important to us. Oh, look at that. There it is again. It's important to us. Oh, okay. This is what we're paying attention to now. And then you start to naturally see those opportunities open up for you to be able to make progress. You go, oh, wow. Okay. I'm noticing that I am actually being able to get up for an an hour before my kids do. And that's the perfect time to do this thing that really, really matters to me. So let me make, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes of progress before my kids wake up. You see that opportunity and you start to try to see if that will work. And you, and you write that down in your planner and you're continuing again to cycle through those first three rules. And then the fourth rule, which is maintaining a flexible mindset because the early morning might work perfectly for one month two months might even work perfectly for two weeks, but then something might happen where your mornings get interrupted and it's not working that way anymore. Maybe a baby has a sleep regression or something and you still have, because your subconscious is trained, you notice after a few days, I'm not being able to do this thing that's so life-giving and you're able to go back to the drawing board again, writing down what is working, writing what's not working, using the skills that you have. And this cycle works to support you in making those incremental changes that you want towards the life that you know that you're called to live. Yeah, so friends, this entire way of viewing planning is just revolutionary. It's because we are being able to plan in a way that is both peaceful and approachable. We are being able to have such a flexible mindset about everything instead of feeling like you've broken or your planning habit wasn't good enough. When something changes, you recognize that the change is part of developing a planning skill and you completely release all of that shame, all of that guilt, all of the overwhelm, and you just slowly make subtle changes to your life that you will see help you progress towards those God-given dreams that matter the most. And you will notice that because you're planning and you're using these four tips this way that you are starting to tackle those dreams with the inspiration that you had originally and it will be so life-giving to do those things so maybe the baby finally goes down for a nap and you would normally because it's a to-do on your to-do list feel like I just don't want to do that but because you have less pressure putting these tasks on your planner there's less pressure there you will be able to revive that inspiration and that motivation to be like hey I have 30 minutes let me tackle this I actually can do it and we don't just take it from us we have mamas that we've worked with who say the same thing that they're able to move the needle forward because they're so directly being able to see what needs to happen and also not having that pressure that it's something that they're maybe going to fail at maybe not hit in time but instead it's something they get to do because they're actually really chasing that dream that they have 
you so much for joining us on this episode. Your time is so valuable and we really appreciate you being here. If you have a chance though, if you could screenshot this and share it on Instagram, on your stories, make sure to tag us at Evergreen Planner. We would love to see that you're listening and interact with you there. And if you could leave a rating and write a review, we really want to get these life-giving words out to as many women as possible and begin to change the conversation around what it means to be productive and what it means to make good life-giving progress.